This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. I'm Alistair Roberts. I'm the Rappaport Professor of Law and Public Policy here at Suffolk Law, and I'm also the Faculty Director of the Rappaport Center for Law and Public Service. And this is the Center's Public Policy Podcast Series. Our guest today is Stephen Fair. Stephen's a Project Director at the Pew Center on the States in Washington, and he's also a Senior Staff Writer for Stateline, which is a news service provided by the Pew Center. Steve's in town today to talk at one of the Rappaport Center's monthly roundtables. Today's topic is the fiscal crisis of the states, comparing the responses. We'll be talking about the ways in which state governments are dealing with one of the most serious fiscal crises in modern history. Steve, could you tell me what the overall budgetary health of state governments is at the moment? States are still struggling to avoid recession. They've had to go through so much crisis the last, really now, this is the fourth year of it, and it's unprecedented in modern times. We haven't had anything like this since the Depression. So they fell so far in 2008, 2009 that they're still trying to catch up. In fact, in many states, they're not going to return to the levels of revenue that they had for a couple more years, the levels of revenue that they had before the recession. That hasn't happened in a long time. And so they're still going through sort of a trauma. Many states have done better this year in tax receipts to the point where they finished the fiscal year with a surplus. But because of the events over the summer, the energy prices shooting up, the debt ceiling debate, and the European debt crisis, which our debt ceiling debate caused the stock market to go down. We're in this sort of cycle now of a downturn while after several months of sort of recovery, so it's still shaking out. Do you have the impression that we're near the trough and that we're about to rebound in terms of budget health? I've talked to a lot of economists. I've heard a lot of economists talk about that very thing. And Many who had predicted at the beginning of the year we were starting to come out of it quite well. Job creation was about 200000 a month. And then we had these bad policy choices that were made over the summer. And those combined things had the effect of really causing the confidence of consumers in the economy and the future to really go down. And you see it in some of the polls for the presidential campaign that people think you know, I think it's 70% people think we're on the wrong track, which is always tough for in a presidential campaign because it suggests that people want change really bad. They want something different. So things had been bottoming out at the beginning of the year. People thought that by the end of the year, things would really improve. And then we had the energy crisis, the energy prices going up, and then we had the debt ceiling debate and the European crisis. Those three things have really shattered confidence. I mean, you had the president going on 60 Minutes, one night in August and saying Social Security recipients might not get their checks. I mean, that's kind of scary to hear, and it really shatters people's confidence in the economy. And we're still kind of in that crisis of confidence right now. What's your overall appraisal of how well states have managed their budget woes? They've managed them as best they can. One thing we've noticed is that over the last four years, you know, there's an interesting difference between states and the federal government. States are required by law to balance their budget. They don't have the option of printing money or borrowing money when they can't balance their budget. So they're forced to do this, and what it forces them to do is make cuts and raise taxes and borrow money and dip into rainy day funds because they're just scrambling to balance their budget. And it's usually okay for them to do that a few years, but they've had to do it four years now, even with the benefit of federal stimulus money coming in to help them a little bit. 
And they're still having tough times doing that because they've cut to the bone. I was reading in one state where the corrections director was talking about if he had to cut anything more, and he's in a state where there's another budget crisis coming up in January, he was saying he might have to recommend shorter prison sentences to cut 120 days off their sentence so he can get them out. They're an increasing cost for him. It's cut to the bone time in a lot of these states, and they've gotten through it, but the downside of that is a lot of the cuts they've made have been across the board, and they haven't given much thought to, well, what's the impact of the cuts we're making? They're just trying to balance their budgets so quickly that they're not giving thought to what they're doing. And in some cases, they've realized, well, maybe we cut too deeply. But then they face this choice, of, well, where do we get the money to make up the difference? So they've managed as best they can, some states better than others, but it's still a very tough period for state government, and it's going to be for a couple more years. I suppose that leads into the last question, which is what should states be doing or how should they be responding to this that they're not doing right now? Give more thought to impact of cuts, more strategic thought about if we cut this, what outcome will that have? What service will we have to reduce? You know, some states furloughed employees or cut back on work weeks and they realized they were cutting employees that collect money and they needed to reverse that. It was an across-the-board furlough and they were furloughing people in the revenue department that they realized they needed because that's the one agency they needed to go after, you know, to get people to pay up. So they're not giving a lot of thought to the strategic part. The other thing, though, the broader long-term thing that a lot of states are doing is looking at their tax systems and trying to make them fit the times that we're in. A lot of tax systems are based on manufacturing and agriculture from the previous century, and they're overlaid onto the 21st century economy, which is a lot different. It's more service-oriented. There's more Internet sales, and so they're not capturing a lot of revenue that they could be. And so a lot of states are looking at that and saying, you know, we need to do a really serious overhaul of our tax system. And I think that's what you're going to see. It's always politically dicey to do that, though, because... When you change the tax system, it means that some people wind up paying more than others. Some get their taxes reduced, but you don't want to be the politician that has to recommend a tax increase in any event. But, you know, if it's done in a fair way and it's seen as being fair, then you can sometimes accomplish that. Well, Steve, thanks very much for talking with us today. Thanks. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.